Welcome back to Technotopia, the podcast about a better future. I'm John Biggs. Today on the show, we're talking to Sarah Blinko. She is the founder of Pumpable. This is Technotopia. Technotopia is brought to you by Happy Fun Corp. Happy Fun Corp is a design-driven technology company in Brooklyn, New York, that specializes in building mobile and web applications for startups and Fortune 500 companies. Whether it's a new mobile or web application that will help people experience the internet in a fun new way, or software that will interface with a new piece of top-secret hardware, Happy Fun Corp is always up to the challenge. Big or small, Happy Fun Corp loves building software and loves working with great people. Come build with them. HappyFunCorp.com. Welcome back to Technotopia, a podcast about a better future. I'm John Biggs. Today on the show, we have Sarah Blinko. She's the CEO and chairman of Pumpable uh, Inc. Why don't you tell us what you guys are doing over there, Sarah? Welcome to the show. Hey, thanks, John. Happy to be here. So here at Pumpable, we've basically built an application which allows for keeping humans in the loop of technology. Um, and what we do here is we have an engine that creates mar uh, human-powered market intelligence. So basically what that means is uh, just like you have two eyes to triangulate to see what's in front of you, we constantly are triangulating between machine and man to make better trades within financial markets. So we use machines to provide great algorithms, and then we compare that to what humans think all around the world. Okay, so the, so the computer basically makes a initial decision, and then, then, it, con and then it confirms it with humans, right? Exactly. So an algorithm will spit out um, a trade decision, whether that be a buy, sell, or hold on any type of a market. And when that um, trigger is uh, put through, it'll immediately ask a decentralized global swarm of humans if they agree with that decision. So it'll be de-identified, so we take away the bias of the asset. And then often we also identify the asset to see if uh, people like it. And then we pair that technical analysis um, with sentiment analysis. So then we've got um, the same humans and also a different group of humans to give us sentiment on the market. So say it's on uh, a Bitcoin or Apple or Tesla, we can know if people prefer, the, um, prefer that or if they dislike it and how that will change their um, technical analysis abilities for that trade. Hmm. And does that does that have any effect? So does does asking uh, does asking humans what they think of a trade have any effect on the trade? So possibly at global scale, if we've got millions and millions of users who all think that asset will go up, uh, and the bot thinks it goes up, and we send out that signal, um, it could possibly move markets. We're not currently at that scale yet. We're still um, about to launch our private beta, but we have looked at different. Um, kind of like kill switches for that. Um, when you're pairing um, humans with machines, um, many times uh, an early warning system is what you're really looking for. Um, for example, um, it can mitigate uh, herd risk like gray swans where experts kind of chase each other down a rabbit hole. So we can kind of um, use those humans to uh, pair with um, our best machines to create better global knowledge of markets. Okay. So what does the world look like uh, once you guys are done with this sort of thing? Sure. So um, within financial markets or any type of a market, what I really see is the ability for keeping humans in the loop of tech. 
So that's one of our main goals. So within financial markets, allowing for global sentiment to be read more easily and quickly so that we can um, define and mitigate against gray swans, black swans, or herd risk upon um, experts uh, kind of following each other too closely. Um, in the future, I see the ability for all, um, all people that are interested in finance to basically have a voice um, and be able to state their preferences of assets or um, really reduce um, the drag or the time that it takes to kind of analyze um, what trade you want to make next. For example, currently, um, cryptocurrencies are kind of a very large conversation within a lot of financial and technical communities. And um, it's one of the first financial assets that has a really global decentralized following, which can take a really long time to understand not only how they work, but how people feel about each asset. So for example, I kind of, when I started uh, creating this was taking, you know, a couple hours a day reading different types of forums, Slack and Telegram, uh, Skype, WhatsApp, Bitcoin talk, um, you know, it's just kind of trying to follow where all of these communities were um, connecting and what people thought and felt on these new asset classes that were suddenly popping out of mm -hmm. nowhere. Uh, and so I really wanted to take the time to reduce the time <laughs> that it took to ask people what they thought and felt on these assets. So to do that by triangulating between machine and man was the way that I felt that uh, we could create a more consistent future where people have access to what the global swarm thinks instead of just their local um, friends group. Okay. What does, uh, how can we use this? How can we humans use this uh, the, aside from uh, cryptocurrencies, aside from fintech? Is there any is there any impetus here that we could we could set something up where the whole world could vote on something interesting? Absolutely. So within the within the system that we've been creating, we've been working on some intellectual property that has um, applications totally outside of um, finance and tech, even. So, um, for example, early warning systems. Um, maybe a self-driving car has specific, uh, has specific set-in coordinates of ways to drive. Now, as we go into self-driving cars and people are trusting them and getting in them, um, keeping humans in the loop of that will be really important. For example, the way that I would like my self-driving car to drive me versus the way that my mother would like a self-driving car to drive her is very different. And to be able to have that um, real-time data be fed back into the computers is extremely important. For example, I really like to go fast. I would probably pay to go faster than my mom who might want to be <laughs> paid to go slow and reduce the traffic. That's like one early warning system. Another very simple, non-technical <laughs> and non-financial model is uh, within focus groups. Um, focus groups take a lot of time and money. A lot of times they have to be in a certain geographic or demographic area, um, allowing for focus groups to be targeted upon a, a smartphone 
and be able to be compensated per, um, per opinion given uh, is also a great use case. Um, so basically comparing uh, what it's kind of what we call comparing alien streams. So comparing a human's sentiment or opinion versus what maybe a um, algorithm has found to be successful can be used within uh, mm -hmm. voting or if you want to poll uh, poll the local sentiment about their government or choice of road plans or uh, ocean um, cleanup, anything like that, anything where you want to have that human sentiment paired back into maybe a global process or even a local process, we've been building this application to do basically that, to be able to compare um, humans in the loop and augment that with algorithms uh, to make better decisions in the world. Why, sh why shouldn't we cut the humans out completely? Sure. So in many cases, <laughs> you, <laughs> in many as, as, as you can see, I'm a, uh, I, I, love, I love humanity. Absolutely. And <laughs> <laughs> so in many cases, algorithms are super powerful. They're much better at certain things like crunching numbers, pulling up history, um, the ability to do complex um, analysis quickly. Where, where they're not so great is understanding uh, the context of all situations. So we call it actually consex, which is context-sensitive sens execution. So a lot of times an algorithm doesn't totally understand the context in which the question is being asked. And that is also true of humans, but in many cases humans use their intuition and their kind of what we've gained over millennia of uh, community and um, emotional intelligence to be able to uh, identify things that a computer or an algorithm cannot do. Mm -hmm. So in many cases, I see the ability of pairing them together as the way to not only have the ability to have better information, but ultimately you'll be able to provide value to humans um, for uh, quote-unquote jobs. So uh, many conversations that have been going on in, in financial and technological um, articles have been the scare of making humans obsolete by taking away their mm -hmm. jobs. And this is a very interesting conversation because uh, automation is a great thing. Uh, many times we shouldn't have humans building burgers at a fast food joint. It would be much more safe and clean to have uh, robots doing that. Um, but there's certain times, and especially within certain uh, processes, where that human knowledge and history of a factory or of a system is non-parallel to what a computer can do. For example... In Detroit, when all of the um, cars, uh, car manufacturing, the conversations were talking about moving them to China, a lot of the politicians, a lot of the people that were talking about the ability to move to China for cheaper manufacturing was going on, they often said, well, and if down the road we want to bring it back, we can easily do so. And unfortunately, that's not really the case because the foreman, the person that may have been there the longest that has experienced all of the nuances of the team and the technology and the 
kind of the unspoken history that's there, often when they lose their job, they aren't coming back. They will now retire. They don't pass on that emotional intelligence of the nuances of whatever company or technology that they're doing. Um, a lot of times they see this as a great benefit to what we're building because we can almost incentivize people in ways to pass on that emotional intelligence or those little tricks and trades that maybe a, an algorithm or computer won't necessarily pick up. Mm -hmm. um, that's kind of, there's so many different examples of where human intelligence, sentiment, and emotion are extremely important in the decisions that we make, even if we're not necessarily aware of it, because we're looking at, in, for example, in financial markets, we're looking at the technical analysis, we're looking at the charts, we're looking at the volume, we're looking at the Bollinger Bands, and we're not necessarily identifying the fact that we also have that uncognitive bias towards the asset or against it. Like one really strong example of the system that we've built that can be uh, used in a powerful sense is uh, for when black swans happen, like with the United Airlines blunder that happened where mm -hmm. uh, the guy got beat up and uh, algorithms didn't know that there was someone that was beat up. They saw uh, that there was a move in the market, there was a volume drop and a price change, but that algorithm didn't necessarily know why. Now, if you're a human and you watch the news that day, every single person on the planet basically knew uh -huh. that United had accosted and beat up that guy. The sentiment, ultimately, from the humans was the most important factor in that market at that moment, and it dropped two-point-something billion dollars in one day. So the algorithm didn't know that, but the humans did. So that's where we really look to pair the machine and the man so that we're constantly not missing things where human sentiment and emotion would allow for any type of a project or market to go awry. And that's extremely important within politics, within financial markets, within um, building new communities where you want to pull people's uh, thoughts on X, right? Hmm. Okay. Is, is there going to be ever a future where where the robots decide between humans and us uh, or between, between humans and robots to, to make a decision. Like I could see, a, I could see a future where the entire, uh, where every single phone basically buzzes and says, do you guys think we should go to Mars? Uh, and everybody presses a yes or no. And, and we get a, we get sort of like a, a heat map of, of human sentiment. But is there ever going to be a time when the robots decide whether or not to ask us? Oh, well, um, yeah, I, I, I believe that there could be a time where um, human sentiment may be pushed to the wayside. Um, and I think that that, that could very easily happen quickly. Um, that's one of the reasons why I've been building this is because I truly believe that um, the knowledge and the, the innate um, connection that people not only have to how they feel and think, but their history uh -huh. um, is really, really important in kind of taking the global pulse. So I could definitely see what you're saying as 
a, a really great benefit to man where people all around the world are buzzed uh, to give feedback and sentiment or opinion. Um, and you could have that global heat map to really truly see what people think and feel um, around the world. I think that would be extremely powerful. Um, taking humans out of that situation and just having machines do that, I think you're going to run into that context, um, that context-sensitive execution part where the machine doesn't necessarily fully understand um, the full situation, where mm -hmm. humans often can. Okay, so you like, uh, so you like humans. You like. Hum I love humans <laughs> and I love text, so that's why we really try to triangulate between the two. <laughs> all, right, all right, I'll buy that. All right, so where can, uh, where can folks find out about Pumpable? Sure, so we're about to launch our private beta. If you want to check it out and sign up for that, it's pumpable.com, P-U-M-P-A-B-L-E. Um, we just have a very simple splash page up online currently because we've been working on the actual mobile app where people uh -huh. give sentiment, feedback, and technical analysis um, for markets and are incentivized with cryptocurrencies to do that. So we actually pay people to give us their uh, opinion, which I don't know about you, but most people have a lot of opinions. Sure, sure, sure. Yeah, like, it's surprising you have to pay them. <laughs> <laughs> Not a bad idea. <laughs> All right, sounds good. Uh, this has been Technotopia. Uh, thank you very much for joining us, Sarah. This has been uh, some interesting stuff. Great, thanks so much, John. I appreciate it. And we will see you guys next week. Technotopia is brought to you by Typewriter. Typewriter is your on-demand editor, and their amazing team of writers will make your book chapter, blog post, or email shine. Typewriter editors come from places like TechCrunch, Gizmodo, and the New York Times, and they offer low bulk rates for longer work. Check it out at typewriter.plus. That's typewriter.plus.